In today's episode, I'm going to explain why I believe character flaws don't actually exist, that they're actually something we make up as a result of misdiagnosing a situation. All right, so I have a confession to make. I can't stand following the herd because if I do, then the best that I can be is average. And I have zero interest in average. I want remarkable. And the only way to do that is to think different. So I'm studying game changers, trailblazers, rule breakers, awesome makers, and those crazy ones who are looking to change the world and sharing what I've learned so you can make remarkable happen in your life. My name is Dean Dwyer, and this is The Mindset Show. Hey, how are you doing? Dean Dwyer, welcome to another episode of The Mindset Show. If you're new, welcome. Uh, I am also the creator of mentalstuffing.com, Mindsets to Master Your Mind. So um, if you're interested in mindset, and hopefully you are, because it really is the premise to everything that happens in our lives, um, consider heading on over to the website and getting onto my email list. There's all kinds of little goodies that'll come your way when you're on the email list, all mindset related, that um, can do some awesome stuff for you in your life. Anyhow, there's my pitch. Um, I hope you're doing well today. I do not know how long this episode is going to be today. I think it'll be shorter than most episodes. Of course, I always think that, and they always end up being long. But before I jump into that, um, I'm back into my podcast studio, which is my father's car, uh, sitting in his garage. It's minus 17 degrees Celsius outside, minus 25 with the wind chill. It's a little bit cold, so... uh, it is possible that I will suffer frostbite before this episode is over. How about that for dedication? I won't suffer frostbite, but I can already tell my fingers are freezing even though I have gloves on. So, uh, yeah, interesting episode today. And I wanted to share a story with you that uh, that happened to me a number, uh, actually towards the end of 2018. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to tell you a story and then I'm going to connect that to another story. And then uh, I'm going to sort of, as as always, I got to kind of bring this back to you, and, uh, and and what it means for you, and how you could possibly either incorporate this into your life now, or if it's an idea that intrigues you, intrigues you, just to sort of put it on a shelf, knowing that's like, yeah, I, I'm not ready to use this now, but I may want to use it later. Now, this is just this is my theory, so you are more than welcome to take this and do with it what you want. But this is the way that I. Am now beginning to think about character flaws, and I was obviously thinking specifically for me, but um, I believe that this applies to all humans. I actually do not believe that character flaws exist, and what I mean by that is, I think that what we end up doing is that in certain situations we misdiagnose what has happened, and we default to character flaw. And the reason that we default to character flaw is that it's human nature for us to take the path of least resistance. And the path of least resistance, in in many cases, is looking for a simple answer to a complex problem. And it is easier to simply come up with a character flaw rather than 
think about your thinking to understand what was going on and come up with a solution that is not as inhibiting as a character flaw is. So that might all be a little bit confusing. So let me tell you the story, you know, how this sort of thinking originated. So I said, I was at the movie theater. This is, uh, what movie did I go to see? I do not remember what movie I went to see. But uh, I went by myself. And I went, so when I go to the movie now, I don't buy any food at the theater because there's absolutely nothing there that, that fits with my concept of how I eat and building a successful body. So I never have anything, but I, sometimes I do show up with, uh, with a Starbucks coffee, black coffee. Uh, but this particular night I didn't, all I brought was, um, a water bottle. So my mother had, uh, for Christmas last year, she bought me this beautiful water bottle. Uh, it's almost like a thermos. It's bright red, really, really nice. So I brought that with me. So I I watched the movie. I think it was a Marvel movie now that I think about it because I stayed right to the end. Because you know how Marvel movies? Um, I didn't realize this for, the, I think, the first two or three movies that I saw. But if you stay right to the end of the credits, they put this little uh, uh, nugget in at, at the end. And uh, so I stayed right to the end. And then uh, I got up and I left. And when I got home, I realized that I had left my water bottle at the theater in the little cup holder. And I immediately went into sort of self-defeating self-talk. I think I use self too many times, sir. But I went into my usual sort of self-talk, which is, oh, you idiot, what are you doing? You always do that. I did my normal rhetoric when it comes to, there are certain things that I have not been particularly great with in the past. Water bottles is one of them. I've probably lost, I don't know, about 15 of them in my life. Gloves, which is why I've started buying them at the dollar store because I have lost those on countless occasions. Sunglasses, which I don't wear anymore, but I always used to leave them somewhere. And coffee mugs. So when these things happen, I, in the past, I've always kind of gone into this self-talk where I call myself a bunch of names, names that, of course, I would never call somebody else if the rules were reversed. But, you know, I, 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 I beat myself up pretty good. And I did this. I did the same thing again this time. Uh, but now that I'm doing all my mindset stuff, I am fascinated to understand why I do the things that I do. And so the following day, something popped into my head and I thought, what if... What if I don't have a character flaw? What if I'm misdiagnosing the situation? And what if what I actually have is a system failure? Now, I'm going to come back to that. And I want to tell you another story about how the, uh, what the origin of that particular thought was. So as soon as I was thinking about my water bottle, I immediately thought of a guy by the name of David Brashears. Now, David Brashears is a mountaineer, but he's also a filmmaker. And you may have seen, he did a documentary, a beautiful documentary called Everest back in 1996. He was on the mountain the same time that the greatest Everest tragedy that's ever happened. There were eight people. The weather had changed suddenly and eight people died. He was on the mountain that day. And I know that because Jim Collins talked about him in one of his amazing books called Great by Choice. In that book, he has a scorecard that he keeps. And one of the things on his scorecard, I think he called it a 360-degree sweep or something like that. And, and what, he, what he's, he was referring to was because they're filming on a mountain, and in this case, you know, you're usually talking mountains like uh, you know, Everest, 
you don't have a lot of wiggle room when it comes to the weather. You can't mess around because the weather could change at any point. So they need to move quickly to get their shots that they're trying to get. And then once they're done, they need to pack up all their equipment. While you're also on a mountain, you cannot afford to leave anything behind. And so one of the procedures that they had in place was before they leave a location that they've just shot, they do a 360-degree scan to ensure that they haven't forgotten anything. And I always remembered that, but that's another one of those ones. I said this at the beginning of the show. That was another one of those ones where I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And I just kind of filed it away. I kind of put it on a little mental bookshelf. I'm like, I really like that idea. And it suddenly came back to me when I was thinking about my water bottle the following day. I'm like, what if I stole David Brashear's thinking? And that what if I don't have a forgetting problem? So it's not that I'm flawed, that I keep forgetting things. What I have is I don't know how to exit an environment. I don't have a protocol. I don't have a system in place so that I can leave in an environment and have everything that I need to have with me. And so I simply, what I put in place for me was my 180 degree scan, which I was applying essentially to coffee shops because at some point during the day, I'm always at a coffee shop. And so the practice was every time I got up to leave, I had everything that I, that I needed. And then I did, I did a quick scan to make sure that I have everything. And that has worked remarkably well. But what was interesting was since I started doing this, I have not left anything anywhere when I go out of the house, but I have not had the same success leaving my own place. Now I've mentioned before, I'm still at my father's, uh, three times in the last three weeks, I have left the house. Once I was walking twice, I was driving. I forgot my wallet. And again, In the old days, I'd be like, oh, you're so forgetful. And it's like, dude, you have an exiting your house issue is that you don't have a protocol in place to make sure that you have everything that you need. And so I'm still working on this. But the way that I've set this up, it's it's, it's less about a scan than it is that when I'm at the door, before I actually leave the house, I essentially am frisking myself. That sounds dirty, but... When I'm at the door, I immediately check to make sure I have my phone. In my left pocket, I need to make sure that I have my wallet and my earbuds uh, because if I'm walking, I'm always listening to a podcast or something at some point. So I need to have those with me. And then wherever I'm going, I need to make sure that in my bag, I have the things that I need. So, you know, do I have my reading glasses? Do I have my computer, my book, my notebook, whatever I'm bringing with me is to make sure that I have those things. Now, I want to say cue, but I'm not trigger. The trigger that I'm using is the doorframe. I'm currently practicing because it's not normal behavior for me yet is that is is that when I get to the door stop check my pockets and go through my mental checklist of everything that I that I need to have on this particular whatever the purpose of this trip is and so as I said it's practice at the moment but I've had great success with it so far simply because now I'm aware of it now I'm, I'm actually thinking about you know again when I'm leaving and I've even had to I'm 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 also catching myself because I've had days where I walked out and I'm like, oh, I didn't check to make sure that I had everything. And that's part of the process of practicing and learning is that, you know, I'm catching myself now when I'm not performing the behaviors that I that I need to perform. So what are the takeaways for you? Well, 
I think the the first takeaway is to remember that we default to simple solutions for complex problems, right? That that is that we're hardwired to do that, and so it is easier. It is much easier to just simply say that I'm flawed than it is to actually sit down and say, okay, is there a system at play? And if so, um, how can I tweak it so it works for me? And if not, what's the system I can put in place so that I can essentially eliminate this flaw that's been holding me back? We can do this in any area of our life. You know, we talk about discipline. Discipline's another thing that people say they don't have. Well, the truth is, it's not that you don't have it. You don't have a system in place that allows you to build it. I've referenced um, in the last couple of episodes that one of the things that I have developed for myself is a protocol called the successful body. And that has 10 daily behaviors that I'm responsible to do. Now, uh, I have done something like this similar in the past where I have written down these things I wanted to do. And then I forget to do them or I would do them for a week. And then they slowly, you know, they, they I, I found a way to not do them anymore. And so this time around, now again, I could say, oh, I just don't have any discipline. It's like, it's not that I don't have any discipline. It's that I don't have a way to keep score and to keep my reminding myself of the things that I should be doing on a daily basis. And so I actually have a scorecard that I complete every single day. And that has enabled me to create incredible success for myself because I put a system in place that allows me to be disciplined. Where I once thought I didn't have discipline, I now understand I did not have a system in place that would allow me to excel at discipline. And then number two is to think about, you know, what kind of a system could you put in place that would enable you to be successful? I've talked about the fact that I have a scorecard of 10 behaviors for building a successful body that I have to perform every single day and I keep score of that and then there's a postmortem that I do the end of each day when I don't meet my criterion for particular things that I'm looking to do. What could you create? What is an area in your life that's most troubling for you where you could put a system in place? And it doesn't have to be most troubling. It could just be something you'd like to, you know, you could start on a small scale, right? Like I talked about forgetting, right? That wasn't something I was losing sleep over, but it did bug me when periodically from time to time I was leaving stuff and losing stuff that I didn't want to be leaving behind and losing. And by just simply creating a simple system for myself and giving it a name and having a a very simple protocol in place, it has my incidence for forgetting things has been reduced drastically. Oh, and I forgot. Number three is uh, also something I alluded to earlier. This might be an idea where you kind of go, Hmm. Now, some of you may not be convinced that character flaws don't exist. And that's cool. That's totally, I said, this has worked extremely well for me. Um, It's something for you to think about, something for you to noodle on. Um, And if you are intrigued, but you're like, "I, I don't know really what to do with this right now, file it away. Just file it away knowing that something may happen down the road where you go, ah, now I can see where this fits or where this belongs. Like I said with the David Brashear story, I loved when I saw the thing about the 360 scan. I loved it, but I didn't know what to do with it. But I was like, oh, this is so good. And I just kind of filed it away. And then when I had my, you know, left my water bottle, all of a sudden that story 
dusted itself off my mental bookshelf and it popped into my head and I'm like, dots were connected. So, you know, file it away knowing that at some point it's going to come up and it's going to allow you to connect dots to a problem that's probably been getting the better of you for a while. So there you have it. I call that the flawless mindset. You don't suffer from character flaws. What you suffer from is system failure and all you need to do is put the right protocol in place and you can eliminate a flaw for good. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I'll see you on the next episode. So that is it for today's episode. But before you go, let me leave you with two things. First, what's the one big thing you took from this show? It could be something I said, but it could also be something completely unrelated that bubbled to the surface while listening. Don't ignore your thoughts. If they clawed their way to the surface of your gray matter, then it means they're important. Acknowledge them, honor them, and act on them if possible. Second, would you consider leaving a review? If so, here's my offer. Copy your iTunes review and send it to me via email with the subject line, my iTunes review. And in return, I'm going to send you a thank you audio, which will include me reading your review out loud with my authentic real-time response of how your words have impacted me. I don't know about you, but I think that's going to be awesome. Anyhow, that's it, my friend. I have to bounce. (laughs) Listen to me trying to be one of the cool kids. Have a great rest of today. And remember... You're just one mindset away from a bigger, more awesome future. I'm Dean Dwyer, and you were listening to The Mindset Show.